At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we've got a tremendous hour for you guys. We're going to be diving into a little bit more Super Bowl coverage in about 30 minutes when Jason Weingarten joins the show. He does amazing work here at VSIN, taking a look at so many different betting markets and he does a great job with the futures board as well. So we'll see if he's placed any futures wagers in terms of the Major League Baseball season, as I know he's ramping up for that. But he does a great job just taking a look at so many different props. So that's something that we are going to be talking with him about in about 30 minutes. And in about 15 minutes, we're also going to be joined by Danielle Avari. She does amazing work both here at VEASAN, also at DraftKings. If you like UCLA Bruins sports as well, she does a lot of their in-stadium sort of emceeing. So we're going to be talking to her about some of the plays that she likes on the board for this Tuesday. We're going to be diving into some college basketball with her, and we're going to be doing that in this segment as well. But after we give credit where credit is due to all the folks behind the scenes, I forgot to take my straw poll and our number one on the way that they take a look at the Super Bowl. If they would lay money line, if they were to bet a million dollars on a team that's favored by a point and a half like we're seeing with the Eagles or not, but these guys are the best in the business. I'm sure that they will help me out with that in about 15 or so minutes. You've got my wonderful producer, Jason Kahn. He does a great job being able to book all these tremendous guests and somehow, some way, keeps me online. That is not an easy job, but he does so also well, and we do appreciate that. All of you guys are listening on Sports Map Radio, by the way. Welcome in if you are listening on Sports Map Radio. Our wonderful audio engineer that has you all set up there, that would be Taylor. If you're watching on VEASAN.com, YouTube TV, what have you, our technical director, that would be Dakota. He does an amazing job with all the graphics that you see on the screen. And if you miss anything from not just this show, but really any show on the network, whether that be the Greg Peterson Experience, VEASAN Prime Time, Follow the Money, you're able to go down the list every single hour. That is saved in podcast form, vsan.com slash podcast, or the Visa Best Bets feed. You're able to get that on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. list goes on and on. And it is Sean that does a great job closing up all those hours for us. So a big thanks to all those guys. And I always say this, we've got to pay off the hard work that these gentlemen put in because we've got to try to find some winners on the board. And you know what? 
for their DK Nation pick on Monday. We were on Kansas, and I was actually heartened to to be informed. I think that Wes talked about this on the show that preludes me at VSIN Live Bet tonight. Bill Self has never lost on Big Monday. I did not know that when I was placing the bet on Kansas. I knew that it was a good spot for a Kansas team that they needed that win for the life of them. But you know what? Kansas, whether you laid three and a half, four, four and a half, they got the job done. We're going to be looking for a no-sweat winner year for Tuesday. So how about if we head to the SEC and we're going to be taking a look at a total, 619, 620 on the betting board. It is Texas A&M, and they are going to be playing us Auburn. Auburn is between a three to a three and a half point underdog with your total on scheme and between 140 and a half and 141. Mostly seeing 140 and a half. And by right up here, it is going to be on the under. I set my total closer to a 136. So I see a nice four and a half points of wiggle room on this one as of right now. And when it comes to both of these teams, it is very clear that they're both hanging their hat on defense. Offense has not necessarily been so savory for both of these teams, especially Auburn. Auburn is right now 350th among your 363 D1 teams in three-point shooting percentage at 28.8%. So thanks for showing up there, guys. But what Auburn has been able to do a really good job of is just being able to guard you as soon as you come off the bus. They are 16th in the country. Turns points a lot on a per-possession basis. And they're even better if you take a look at them on a road slash neutral court environment as they are currently number seven in terms of points a lot on a per possession basis when they are away from home and it's because they are cleaning up and by cleaning up i mean they've got janai broom doing a very good job down though 13 and a half points 8.9 rebounds 2.6 blocks per game in terms of block rate the percentage of shots that a team is able to block auburn Number four in the country, thanks to him. You've also got Dylan Cardwell, who's able to give you about a block and a half and four rebounds per game, too. But Texas A&M, even though they don't have a broom who's cleaning up much like G&I broom, that what they do have is a team that does a good job of rebounding by committee because you've got your top scorer, Wade Taylor. He's been able to give the team about 14 and a half points. Shoots in the mid-30s from three-point range, doles out the ball. But you take a look at scores two through five in terms of points per game. They all lend at least 4.2 rebounds per game. Julius Marble, Dexas, Dexter Dennis throw in there as well. Henry Coleman and Tyrese Radford all do so. And Radford has really been on one recently. 14 plus points in each out of the last five games. He's been able to ramp up his scoring. Coleman, a little bit more of a low post presence that comes in from Duke. And then Dexter Dennis, in my opinion, is one of the better on-ball defenders that you're able to find in the SEC. It is an Auburn team that... They just don't have a lot in terms of their backcourt. You've got Wendell Green chipping in there, 14 and a half points per game, and Alan Flanagan has been able to up his scoring, eight plus points out of him in each out of the last seven games. But both of these teams less than savory with their scoring. Both of these teams very savory with their defense, and it's a Texas A&M team that comes in playing some really good defense. 67 points or fewer in 11 out of their last 13 games. So. They've been able to do a tremendous job of being able to just continue to play defense night in and night out. I do think that this is going to be a low-scoring slog, especially when you take into account that Texas A&M has not done the world's greatest job of taking care of the ball. They are 278th in the country in terms of turnovers on a per-possession basis when they're on their home floor. So I think that this is going to be a grimy slog in which you've got a pair of teams that are relatively mid-tempo going at it and just... Leading to uh, dead possession after dead possession. I set my total at a 136. I'm diving under, and I'm willing to ride with Texas A&M in this spot as well. I did set Texas A&M as a four-point favorite, so getting them between three and three and a half. I do like the way that they meld together as a collective, so I do like Texas A&M in my spot, or I do like Texas A&M in this spot, but also with my DK Nation write-up, that is going to be on this total, and it is going to be on this total under, so... As where we stand on that one. And when it comes to where we stand on this one, I do think that you're getting a little bit of an overinflated underdog. 623, 624 on the betting board. Kent State is going to be playing us to Bowling Green. Bowling Green is a 14-point underdog. Your total on this game is 147.5. I recognize that Kent State is a really good team, and I do think that if Kent State makes the NCAA tournament, they're a team that they could be able to win a game or two. It's a Kent State bunch. And take a look at them in terms of defensive efficiency, the amount of points they allow, 
on a per-possession basis. They're the number 22 team in all the college basketball. They do a good job ranking in the top 25 nationally in terms of turnovers for us on a per-possession basis, but I think that Bowling Green should be closer to a 12.5-point underdog. I'm going to be willing to take the points. It is a Bowling Green squad that does have a guy that I really like that's able to fill up the stat sheet in Leon Ayers III. He's been able to lend about 18.5 points, four boards, shoots nearly 40% for three, and Bowling Green as a whole. They do shoot a little bit over 35% from three-point range. Kent State, they shoot closer to 33% from three-point range. I will say for Kent State, they've got a lot of specialists on this team. You got Giovanni Santiago along Jared Sullinger. They do a good job both giving you a combined about 17 points per game, and they both shoot it well from three with Sullinger shooting over 47% from three-point range. Sincere Carey has done a really good job of carrying the offense. Five assists, 17 points. Does tremendous work with his defense. And Malik Jacobs, his 2.8 steals per game is in the top five nationally, but both Carey and Jacobs combined to shoot about 24 to 25% from three-point range. Meanwhile, you've got a Bowling Green squad that they're going to be able to do a good job against a Kent State team that they're not necessarily dominant with their rebounding. They've got someone like a Silleron Hornbeek who's able to give you about five, five and a half rebounds per game. Meanwhile, Rashawn Agee for this Bowling Green team is able to give you about six rebounds per game. Chandler Turner has been able to chip in there nine points, five and a half rebounds per game. He's been able to up his game in terms of being able to hit the glass down low. And then Samari Curtis. They will give you a little bit over four assists per game. It's a Bowling Green squad that they do rank in the bottom 65 nationally in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And they're a team that they're looking to play a little bit more up-tempo. Kent State, meanwhile, they're not necessarily the slowest team in the world. They don't give up a lot of points, but they do so all while still playing at a brisk pace. Not necessarily an out-of-control breakneck pace or anything like that, but Kent State hovering right in the neighborhood, about 130th in the country, actually closer to 140th in terms of total possessions per game. Bowling Green team that last year, they were in the top 10 in terms of this category. They're now closer to 67th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. I do think that Kent State going to be able to do a solid job on defense, but I do think that Bowling Green holds up on the glass as well. Semi-total 146 half. I'm going to be looking at the under, but with Kent State going to make them a 12.5 point favorite, so going to be willing to take the points with Bowling Green. We've only got about a little bit over a minute for this one, so we're going to make it the extra game. This is Chicago State and Delaware State, 306-521, got a Chicago State team that has been able to cover all season long, and now they're a four-point favorite with a total of 134, and I like Chicago State up to five in this spot. It's a Chicago State team that is going to be able to dominate down low. You've been able to get about nine rebounds per game of Jay Sean Corbett, and all of a sudden, Bryce Johnson has been on one. He's been able to give you double-digit amount of points each of the last three games, shooting over 40% from three-point range. Both of these defenses are inefficient, but here's the thing with Delaware State. Two are in 25th in the country in terms of total possessions per game, and they turned it over 16 times per game. I recognize that Delaware State it comes in winners of three of their last four. This MIAC is not a good conference. It's not a good conference at all. They got really lucky with one of those overtime wins as well. They're coming off of getting blasted on a neutral court by Morgan State. It's a Chicago State team that has been road warriors all season long, covering north of 60% of their spreads. You've got a guy in Wesley Carter who's able to give you 15 points per game. So I do like the Chicago State Cougars laying up to five and somebody total 132 and a half diving under. And we're going to keep the college basketball hoops chatter going when Daniel Avari here at the network joins me next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. The big game meets big plans for us over here at VSN. We'll be in the middle of the action broadcasting live from Radio Row in Phoenix all week long with athlete and celebrity interviews and our experts breaking down the big game. You won't want to miss any of VEASAN's coverage. Huddle up and watch Follow the Money, the Lombardi Line, VEASAN Final Countdown, and VEASAN Primetime all live from Radio Row throughout the weeks for betting splits, expert picks, and big game props. Head on over to VEASAN.com. That's V-S-I-N.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and it is great to be joined by the one and only Danielle Avari. She does amazing work here at the network. She does amazing work over at DraftKings, does tremendous work if you're a fan of UCLA Bruins as well. And Danielle, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Thank you for joining me. And Danielle, we've got to take a look at this game because I do think that it is very fascinating because we've seen a rather sizable line move with the TCU and Kansas State. Kansas State opens up in a lot of books right around a two and a half to a three point favorite. Now this is between four and a half to, to five. As far as I'm seeing, a total on this game is between 146 half and 147 half. I certainly thought that there was some good early line value on Kansas State. I mm-hmm. think it's gone a little bit too far at this point. I'm not sure where you stand. Mike Miles for TCU is out yeah. full, which is why we've seen the big shift in this line. But I feel like the line movement, once it got past four, was just a little bit too, too dramatic for my liking. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about this game because I was looking to TCU even at four and a half. So we're seeing up to five, even maybe better. But it is a little bit dicey, like you said, with what their leading scorer out, Mike Miles. And that's been since the West Virginia game. They have already played a game without him, but they lost that game most recently. Oklahoma State, 79 to 63. Kept it pretty close here. I like Kansas State a lot better at two and a half. Now I think we are getting into that territory where I would look more to the TCU side. I think they've been able to kind of hold it together. But how much do you think? Do you think that Mike Miles affects this line that much? I mean, he is their leading scorer. If they, if the books did not attribute him, absolutely. He is a mm-hmm. three and a half to four point player to the line. Right. But I have to think that they did. That's the big yeah, thing with it. Because yeah. Yeah. He's already, he's already missed a game is, is the thing we're saying. Here. He's actually so already missed two games. So yeah. Right. Cause the West Virginia game, of course, when he went out. Uh, Kansas State coming off a loss to Texas as well. At home, by the way, they don't really lose at home. They did to Texas, 69 to 66. You have to imagine they'll be juiced up about that. Kansas State's been so tricky for me because uh, they kind of took the basketball world by storm at the start of January and then kind of tapered off. And now it seems like kind of surging again and definitely have that possibility to do so. Uh, the total for the last time these teams played on January 14th was right around the same number, 147 and a half. It went over. Uh, that was an 82 to 68 win by TCU. And again, that was at home. Now TCU has struggled a little bit more on the road. And again, huge key piece here missing for them, but I still think getting up to five points here when they won so handily at home by, I mean, 14 points, um, and now we're seeing them get what five points on the road. They have gone four and four in their last eight. 
And yes, Mike Miles out is just a really big question mark here. But we've already seen two games without him, and TCU has been able to keep it close. And they also are really good at getting points off turnovers. That's what they did so well versus the Wildcats just a couple weeks ago because the Wildcats turned it over a lot, right? Kansas State is 251st in turnover percentage on Ken Palm, and TCU is 50th. So they take care of the ball much better. In that game on January 14th, Kansas State turned it over 20 times, which is double what TCO did. And TCO had 15 steals to Kansas's eight. So they're just going to take the ball away from them. Kansas State's going to give the ball over. So I just don't think it's a great matchup for that reason. Uh, even with TCU missing one of their top scores, also their defense is pretty stout. So maybe they can kind of hold Kansas State down and take the ball away and create a situation where they can keep this close. Of course, Kansas State's going to want to limit the turnovers, slow the game down, and shoot well from three in that order. But TCU's defense has been great even on the perimeter. This is a top 25 team at defending the three. So I think getting five points at them here, like, talk me out of it, Greg. Yeah, but I'm not going to be able to because <laughs> if you had a number less than four, I would be a little bit more inclined to talk you out of it. But especially with the sound reaching five, I think that you've got some good value here with TCU. So we're on board on that one. And this is a number that has just gone up a little bit too far. I thought that when we saw Kentucky at three and a half to four, it's like, all right, a nice little number. Now sure. this is at DraftKings five, where I sit yeah. here at circa six, and especially at six, it's a buy point no. for me on Arkansas. Yeah, it's a total that has I... not really moved between 139 and a half and 140. Danielle, yeah. I, I know that you were saying that you were liking Arkansas a little bit before at four, and I was thinking, all right, we're going to have a nice little banter on this one, but with this line movement, I just cannot back Kentucky in this spot, a team that they've got a lot of talent, but they just have not been able to put it together. They have no idea what they're doing with Xavier Wheeler, and they just seem like a team that is, for lack of a better term, rudderless right now. Yeah, I agree. And I also, like you said, I was looking at Arkansas getting four and lo and behold, it's moved up to six, which is even better for what I was looking at. Uh, Arkansas, of course, has struggled in away spots. That's been obvious. They've struggled to keep the team healthy too, which has kind of affected their offense. And they've struggled most of all from three. They get most of their points from inside and now they have Sheboy to deal with. So that's definitely going to put a hamper on things. Kentucky, meanwhile, seems to have put together an offense. They have four players averaging double figures and have actually worked themselves into that top 20 and adjusted offensive efficiency while their defense has actually been humming as well. They're not allowing more than 70 points in four straight SEC games. So it seems like they're getting a little bit more balanced, but I just don't fully believe in this Kentucky team yet, because like you said, just not fully uh, clicking on the way that you would like to see at this point in the season. And the Razorbacks, meanwhile, They've been hanging in these games. They've covered four of their last five, including a recent 11-point win over Texas A&M. So if you're giving me six points with Arkansas on this spot, I worry because they do struggle on the road, but I think this is too many points for Kentucky to cover. I agree, and it just feels like it's the night of a lot of line moves because this yeah. is another one that has moved two <laughs> points. Michigan State and Maryland. Maryland opened up a two-point underdog. At two, I like Michigan State. Now that sure. we've gotten to four, it's gotten to the point of no return for me. Now, what I really do like is the under in this spot. I'm seeing it between 131 and a half and 132 mm -hmm. and a half. Maryland playing as slow as molasses. Michigan State, they're not playing with any tempo whatsoever. I do like or this offense. total under, but where do you stand yeah. in terms of Michigan State versus Maryland? Because at two, I thought it was a good buy point on Michigan State. Here at four, mm -hmm. I think it's gotten up a little bit too lofty. Absolutely. I think two with Michigan state at home is definitely worth a play, but now we're past that point. And I do like an underplay to your point, because I think Maryland's offense, again, very slow, not shooting the three ball. Well at all, Michigan state defends the three really well. So even if they were and Michigan state's offense has not been their calling card this season, they've had to rely on that gritty defense. Maryland meanwhile has covered six straight. They just beat Minnesota on the road, bad 81 to 46. There were nine point favorites in that one. And Michigan state meanwhile, hasn't covered in four straight. They've lost two straight, but key point here on the road against very good teams in Purdue and Rutgers. And now they're back at home. So uh, the Terrapins able to hang in these games too. They hung in there with Purdue. They only lost by three on the road. So Maryland kind of a pretty solid road team in some spots. Uh, their last four losses were on the road before that, but again, able to hang in in this one. So if you're giving me more points with Maryland in this spot than two, 
That's interesting. And also a really balanced attack from this team so they can get it done a lot of different ways. Their offense and their defense both bringing something to the table and to your point, really slow offense. So they're going to want to muck everything up for Michigan State, which Michigan State's doing enough to muck up its own offense, really. Uh, They desperately, by the way, need this win. So we talk about motivation here. Michigan State kind of on the bubble for this NCAA tournament right now, uh, barely holding on to a bid. I think that Joe Lunardi hasn't projected as a nine seed right now, and they've lost three of their last four games. So Uh, For me, I also love to look at offensive rebounding here. Maryland, I will say, fourth worst rebounding team in the Big Ten overall. But Michigan State, a really bad offensive rebounding team. So that's going to be opportunity for Maryland. And Michigan State also leads the conference in defensive rebounds. So it's a little bit tricky looking at this rebounding matchup, obviously. uh, But I think that Maryland's going to be able to hang in there. And so I like them at four. I like them even better. Or I like them at two and a half. But uh, maybe four is a little bit better spot for you. Yep, I think that it's gone up just a little bit too high in a game that I think is going to be relatively low possession. You mentioned it Mm -hmm. with Maryland. They just have not been able to put the ball in the basket all year long, but they're a top 40 team in terms of points a lot on a per possession basis as well, and a team that travels quite well as well. And something else that is traveling back home, that would be the Lakers. And I know something that you're doing a good job of taking a look at because you're out there in Los Angeles is LeBron's quest to become the all-time leading scorer. Where do we stand in terms of the quest and some of the odds that we're getting and just this game in general in terms of OKC and the Lakers with the Lakers being about a seven and a half point favorite? Well, the Thunder played tonight as well. They got blown out, what, 25, 30 points to the Warriors, and that was with no Steph Curry, so not looking inspiring on that end, but perhaps looking ahead to this Lakers game, nevertheless, playing a back-to-back, the Lakers are laying 7.5, total of 237.5. I would lean under that. The Lakers have been playing slightly better defense, and again, the Thunder might be cooked, but they play absolutely zero defense, so that is something to keep in mind here. Uh, The Lakers are 5-5 in their last 10 games, but again, LeBron James on that, scoring uh, watch list here. He's only 36 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for that all-time scoring list. Uh, I like on DraftKings that there's a whole LeBron section. You can click just on LeBron and it'll say <laughs> how he's going to do this. It, to him do this with a two-pointer, which maybe it's a dunk. It's at minus 150. Uh, and versus the Thunder, for it to happen in that game is plus 250. I don't know if he's going to get 36 in that game, though. I think we're going to see this versus the Bucks, which is why you're seeing those odds at minus 295. Yep, and we're actually now seeing the OKC Thunder game now, plus 200. So, looks like the action is coming in there, and we always get great insights from you, Danielle. Always do appreciate Danielle. Avari joining me here on the Greg Peterson Experience. And coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at the Super Bowl with Jason Weingarten here on the Sports Bank Network, Visa. on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. You have questions about betting the Super Bowl, wondering how to hedge. Maybe you're looking for an unusual prop or insights from one of our hosts. Well, the VSEN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. Submit your questions at vsencom slash help desk, and it could be answered by one of our experts on air or on vsen.com. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Whenever I think help desk, by the way, I think of just someone sitting there at the phone being like, hello, this is a Visa help desk. How can I help you? And unfortunately, with it now being all online, we can't do that. So I'll just need to continue to do that whenever we do the read to be able to serve that purpose for you guys. So we've got our call operator, Greg Oops Peterson, and a man that does a great job of just operating here at the network and does a great job of just taking a look at so many different markets, does a great job in the futures realm as well. That would be Jason Weingarten. And Jason, always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How's it going? It's going great, Jason. And Jason, I know that in terms of the Super Bowl, you have yet to place a lot of your wagers. You're right now in a little bit of wait-and-see mode. What are you trying to see in terms of the market that will allow you to fire in on more of the props that you are going to be taking for this year's big game? With the total being in the, you know, 51, low 50s here, I think, uh, you know, if you if you want to play unders, if you think, you know, receiving receiving unders, rush plus receiving yard unders, um, you know, total receptions, all those kinds of things, um, they're going to keep going. They're going to keep going higher between now and, uh, you know, Sunday, day of the game. The public almost always leans towards overs. 
So um, for me, I got my eye on a couple uh, reception unders, a couple uh, receiving yard unders. I'm just waiting until as late as possible to uh, to to get the best numbers I can and see see how inflated some of these get. Yep, I am right there with you because I do think that this is going to be a little bit of an under Super Bowl as well because I take a look at the ordeal that we've got here with the Eagles and the Chiefs and both of these quarterbacks do have some injury concerns. Now, both of these guys are going to play unless if something very dramatic happens. That's where you probably get something that is not of their current injury, something that is new that occurs. But how much of that does play into your handicap? Because I certainly, like I said, I expect both of these guys to play, but with both of them at less than 100%, it does play into my handicap, and it's not enough for me just to see that these guys are out there, but I think gauging how close to 100% these guys are is a very important part of this year's Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, the injuries are known, and the extra week off is going to help both both guys recover. This late in the season, that's always an issue. You know, you're playing as best as you can. No one's 100%. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm not really letting any any of that stop me as as far as we know, both guys are healthy and ready to go. And it's the Super Bowl. So, you know, there's there's you know, if you're going to put it all on the line for one game. You're going to put it all on the line for this game, um, unless some some major news breaks of, you know, injury stuff that we're not aware of. I think it's pretty much all factored in at this point. I agree with you. And. How much of it is a concern, not just of the quarterbacks, but I take a look a little bit further down the line for the Chiefs. We did receive a little bit of news that it looks like Kadarius Tony is going to be out there on the field. So that does help them out a little bit. The one question that we do have is Juju Smith-Schuster. And if he doesn't play, I would honestly be quite surprised. But I do think that that plays a little bit of factor as well, not just the fact that you do have these injuries, but I do expect a lot of these guys to play, but not necessarily at their fullest of capacities. Yeah, of course, um, that's going to be an issue. But more importantly, it's about the uh, strengths for both teams on the offensive line, the defensive backfields. You know, um, those those are the areas that I tend to focus in on. Um, if there's weak links there, you're going to see some problems. You know, that's one of the things the Chiefs have uh, gotten by playing like three three rookies on, uh, on you know, not on defense, on their defensive backfield, three rookie cornerbacks. Um, you know, it's it's just kind of stuff like that is, is important in games like this to keep an eye on. You never know where the breakdowns are going to occur. Um, offensive line being another big, big, you know, uh, you know, area to focus on lane johnson not being a hundred percent a concern this is uh you know super bowl is always a game that is won and lost in the trenches if you noticed the uh the last kansas city Chiefs super bowl they got dominated on the offensive and defensive lines against uh tampa bay and that was kind of over pretty quick so uh you know they, they're not going to allow a repeat like that this time but always something to keep an eye on the uh offensive and defensive lines early. I do think that that's such a good point that you bring up because so many people are taking a look at the skill set guys and are taking a look at, all right, are we going to have insert your wide receiver here, insert your running back here, but they're focusing a little bit less on the offensive line. Certainly, I think that the Lane Johnson injury for the Eagles is massive as well, was able to play in that last playoff game against the San Francisco 49ers. But if he's not fully at 100%, that could have, some effects as well and that affects really everything that the philadelphia eagles do as well and when it comes to your prop betting i know that throughout the season we've talked with you and i know that you've had some very interesting features is this a game where you go off the reservation a little bit in terms of some of the props taking a look at some of the things like gatorade color some of the more novelty props or do you stick mostly to like player props I don't do very many novelty props anymore just because I think, you know, the value's out, the secret's out, the limits are much lower. Um, can't really just make any money doing that stuff. So uh, nothing I'm going to focus on there. What uh, what I am focusing on, obviously, stuff like touchdowns, players score two touchdowns. I'm always interested in markets like that. Um, you know, but for me, it's it's just, you know, you go where the value is and like, Last year, for example, I had a, a prop bet on any player to, to, to 
throw a touchdown or any other player to score a touchdown, uh, throw a touchdown. Um, it was like 14 to one. Um, Joe Mixon ended up throwing a touchdown and um, that, that ended up being a, a pretty big bet. But this year, I mean, haven't found any really exotic bets like I've had in the past. I had Vita Vea to score a touchdown when, uh, when the Bucks were in the Super Bowl. He lined up in the backfield, didn't get a carry, or uh, if he did, he didn't score, but got my money's worth on that bet. But so far, I haven't found any bets like that that I, I've been dying to take this year. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I find something before kickoff, but it's been a, uh, a rather straightforward betting Super Bowl for me so far. Nothing unconventional like I've had in the past. I do think that it's interesting to just always take a look at strategy with regards to the Super Bowl as well. And I know you're very much more of a plus better in which you're taking a look at more of these long shots. I know that during the season, you were taking a look at teams like the Atlanta Falcons out there in the NFC South to be able to win the division. And, and you had a lot of those teams in the NFC South and they very nearly got there by the way, because the Buccaneers were not good to say the least. Are you taking that same approach to the Super Bowl or will you be willing to take a look at some of these chalkier bets? Like one that I take a look at is, kick to hit the crossbar slash upright the Noah's minus 650 and honestly I think that the minus 650 is relatively solid value do you take a look at any of those or do you take the same approach that you do with a lot of your futures and take a look at plus money I don't mind a bet like that um it really just depends on how you're approaching the props and how much of your bankroll you want to lock up on something like that you know if you're betting say like $500 units, it's, you know, going to cost you what, like over three grand to, uh, to put that in play just to win $500. It might be a good bet, but you know, is, is there, is that the only bet you necessarily want to make? Um, you know, and, and I don't know. I mean, it really, a lot of that depends on your bankroll size or how much you're really going to outlay on props. But uh, for me, I don't do a lot of bets like that for the Super Bowl. Um, but typically, like I said, a lot of my prop betting strategy involves waiting till as late as possible to, uh, pick off the best numbers or the most inflated numbers on, you know, unders that I think the public are going to be betting up stuff like Travis Kelsey yards, Travis Kelsey's receptions, you know, obvious stuff. Um, that'll be bet up and you'll get the best numbers on the under the day of the Super Bowl. Yep, you certainly will. And I know that you've got a little bit of a take on Super Bowl MVP. Where are you leaning in terms of this prop and who do you think provides a little bit of value? Well, you know, um, quarterbacks are always going to be heavy favorites here because game's going to flow through them. And there's really no scenarios I could think of where like a Travis Kelsey or one of the wide receivers is going to win over Mahomes. So you're really focused on Mahomes on the offense. But other than that, I think one of my my strategies that hasn't worked lately but will work sooner than later is I focus on defensive players that are on the field, you know, um, as as much the, the highest amount of snaps on on the defense for their team. So, a guy like James Bradbury for the for the Eagles, he plays you know close to ninety percent of the the snap. I like him. Hassan Reddick plays slightly less. I think he's a leader on the defense. So looking at stuff like that. Absolutely. And coming up next, we'll be rejoined by Jason Weingarten. Take a look at the futures market here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. This Sunday is going to be the last Sunday of football, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be as you can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet Rivers Squares this football season. Place $10 or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. And if your numbers match up with the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligibility bonus, and credit use for terms and conditions are available at BetRiversSquares.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Great to be rejoined by Jason Weingarten. He does tremendous work here at the network, taking a look at so many things. I know that when it comes baseball season, he's going to be a valuable asset because he, much like myself, absolutely loves everything that we see on the diamond. But Jason, I know you've got a little bit of futures wager in terms of college basketball that we'll talk about in a minute. But I know that with regards to this side, because feels like everyone is asking for everyone's pick in terms of the Super Bowl, you've went a little bit different because right now we're seeing the line most places with the Chiefs being a point and a half underdog, South Point, lone place that has the Eagles minus two. But I know you went with a little bit of an alternate line. Take me through what you took and just your logic behind it. I got Chiefs plus three. It wasn't so much an alt line just as it drifted out and, you know, there's some threes available for a bit. Might have paid minus 120 or minus 125 for a bit of it, but point was I grabbed the three. It uh, wouldn't surprise me if this game actually landed three either way. Um, you know, for either team, a late field goal kind of sealing it. But, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, when we look back on this and kind of think that you could take Patrick Mahomes as a dog in a Super Bowl, I'm happy to do it. Um, you can give me any any sorts of arguments why the Eagles are the right side or Eagles are the sharp money. and you might totally be right, and I can be wrong. The uh, Super Bowl, I can afford to be wrong on. Um, it's just one game, and in this this game, this particular game, I'm going to take the points with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, and, you know, uh, prove me wrong, Jalen Hurts. I don't blame you there, and just in terms of where the line sits right now, one and a half to two, would you be a little bit more inclined to take the money line if you were to take a look at the Chiefs right now? Because I think that with a line that it is where it is right now at more around one and a half to two, just a spot where I'd be rather taking the money line in this spot. To your point, if it were at three, absolutely. I think that the three is important. But once you get off of that critical number of three, I just don't think that there's a lot of value in taking the one and a half to two points, whereas the money line just offers a little bit of better value in general. Every point matters. Um, you know, I think you might be tempted to take the, the money line here on the uh, the dog. But if uh, if for whatever reason you get a situation where the Chiefs are up two points late and, you know, the, the Eagles are driving for a field goal, you're going to be really happy that you got that point or that those two points. Um, in this case, you know, even if you're betting say $2,000 or $5,000 a game, you know, um, do you really want to sacrifice the the point or two here and bet 5,000 to win 5,500 on the chief's money line, as opposed to, you know, 
laying the juice with the 5,000 and betting, you know, 5,500 to win 5,000, you know, I think in this case, you know, even if you're going at, you know, you could change that 5,000 to 2,000 or 1,000 or 500 or $100, whatever it is, I would just personally take the points here if, if you're inclined to, to bet the Chiefs and, you know, give yourself that extra point. And we shall see if this is going to be one of those Super Bowls that does land a little bit more tight because we've seen it just ever since that Super Bowl between the Bills and the Giants. Most of these games have landed three plus, but that means that we might be due for one that does land on one to two points as well. We have seen plenty of safeties in the Super Bowl in recent years as well. I still go back to that crazy Peyton Manning play in that Super Bowl against the Seattle Seahawks as well. So we've got a lot brewing there, but... That said, I know that you've got a little bit of a futures play in terms of college basketball as well. The big game that we saw on Monday, in my opinion, was that Kansas versus Texas game. Kansas, they were able to get the job done. They got the win 88-80. to That was by DK and Asia pick for Monday, so I was very happy about that. But prior to the game, you had actually taken a little bit of a position on Kansas. Take me through what number you got and just what you're taking a look at in terms of Kansas as a whole. It took some Kansas at uh, 15 to one. I already had Kentucky at 40. Um, UConn, I think I had them lower single digits, probably like 12 to one or something. Added, added some 25 to one since they drifted out a bit. But uh, kind of just one of those situations. I mentioned this before. I think college basketball, especially this year, is kind of a top-heavy sort of uh, sort of field, and you're. Uh, you're not necessarily looking for a, a major long shot from a from a dark horse team. For me, the best value is finding you know blue chip blue chip teams when they drift out on the odds and season. So um, getting Kansas at 15, I was happy to add that last week, and they ended up winning tonight. I saw that they uh, Texas couldn't get back to back stops down the stretch, couldn't uh, couldn't play defense. So um, good for Kansas, but. You know, I'm I'm looking at the big teams in the NCAA tournament. That's uh, that's just the way I'm playing it this year. And I do think that it is interesting to take a look at some of these big teams because what I think is interesting about Kansas, they were one of the top teams entering into the year. And there was a time about three or so weeks ago, there was a debate as to whether or not Kansas should be the number one team. How much do you take a look at some of these squads like a Connecticut, like a Kansas, that maybe they're they're accumulating losses, but they're accumulating losses with a really brutal schedule, playing against a really good teams and losing to quality teams. Because I think that that's a big thing of it. It's not that necessarily one or two losses should torpedo a team as long as they are to quality competition. Whereas if you see a team like Purdue, for instance, if they were go, to go down in a fiery heap against Minnesota, then I'd be sounding the alarm on Purdue rather than losing in a tough spot against Indiana. Yeah, I mean, part of it's just the context of of the particular season. Like, you know, there's just no dominant team in college basketball this year. There's no, you know, team that just, you know, really, really, really excites me more than the the teams I've I've gotten at the numbers I've I've been able to bet them. Um, it just this is the kind of year I think that the blue chip teams will kind of be there standing in the end. And I, I don't know. I think uh, maybe it's just a talent thing. We've seen a lot of talent kind of cycle into the NBA lately. Uh, but, but I'm, I, I don't know. I, I don't think there's uh, just a lot of value in, in the long shots this year at all. And when it comes to the college basketball landscape as well, are you ever inclined to just wait until we actually get the bra- bracket to fire in on some of these futures? Because to your point, I do think that it's about as wide open as wide open gets with regards to the NCAA tournament. And a lot of times the way that I fill out my bracket personally and the way that I take a look at college basketball is based on the draw itself because some of these teams, they're going to get a much more favorable draw than others. And I think that that could be the difference in terms of a future cashing slash not cashing. I think by the time you get the draws, you're most likely always going to be in a better position taking money line rollover kind of parlays um, because of the unpredictability of of the draw. Um, at that point, though, you know when, when you're when when you're betting, you know you're always trying to get ahead of the move on the futures. 
So waiting until the drop comes out is not the way to to bet futures here. You know, now is the time to be betting futures on teams where the odds are drifting in and out. Um, you know, early January or February, teams kind of get tired in the middle of conference play, and you know, um, it's a long season, and these are young kids, so. You know, hopefully you just see some of these 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 you know blue chip teams kind of bounce back and and get get you know right where they're supposed to be tournament time. And I do think that this is going to be one of those years that is going to be providing a lot of craziness. And Jason, I know that something else that you're going to be doing a great job of is taking a look at baseball. I know that we're going to be having you back on to be talking a lot more baseball once we get closer to the season. And I wish you nothing but the best in terms of the Super Bowl, in terms of what we're going to be seeing in college basketball. I don't know that you've been taking a few plays on that front as well. Always appreciate the time. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Talk to you guys later. Always great to have Jason Weingarten aboard. Does great work over here at the network. And he lended a really good pro tip here for our number two, vsan.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these by show and by sport. And he was talking about this when we were discussing Super Bowl props in the previous segment. If you're someone that you're looking to take quite a few unders with regards to your Super Bowl props, let the money come in on the over. There's a lot of people that are going to be betting props here on the Super Bowl. Many of these people, they want to be going to Super Bowl parties to root on overs. They don't necessarily want to be the person standing in the corner rooting for an under. So if you're looking to bet unders on the Super Bowl, wait until as close to kickoff as humanly possible for those. And Coming up next, we're taking a look at some college basketball action in the Big 12 for Tuesday here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 